Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Psychology of Womanhood. I am your host, Shannon. I can lady battle. I am your mentor, your licensed counselor, your online friend coming to you to talk about the things that stress us out in life, but also help us to grow into the better woman that we're trying to become. I always think about that future version of myself when she when I when I'm going forward to meet her from where I am today. I want her to be like, you know what, girl, you did me good. I'm ready to keep growing. So I always think about opportunities to be able to shine, to live, to grow, to teach to overcome all of those things that help me to develop maturely. And so I want to be able to pass those seeds off to uh, my community of women who listen, women who are trying to figure life out, women who they they ha- appear to have it all together, but we know that in the inside there are some internal things that are going on that they just may need help with. So this is your pit stop. This is what you can enjoy and listen to on your way to work while you're chilling at home. If you're just trying to get you some good time to just get your mind together, you're definitely in a safe space. So thank you for uh, those who continue to support and those who are listening. Remember, sharing is caring. I think this episode today is really going to be helpful for a lot of people. I was going through some information. Uh, my daughter, actually, my youngest, she said, Mom, let me clean out your closet. And I was like, OK, sure. If y'all would have saw my closet, you would have been like, yo, lady, you got problems. <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize I was living in clutter. And the bad thing about it is I kept buying stuff. I had so many things with tags on. It it, it was ridiculous. And so my youngest, I guess she just got tired of looking in there because I think she really wanted to find something. And so she couldn't find it. So she just offered her assistance. Mom, let me clean out your closet. She hasn't hit me up for uh, an invoice yet because she did all that work. But I know it's coming since it's uh, you know, a season of giving. I uh, was watching her as she was cleaning out the closet and I got frustrated because she asked me first to go in and get rid of stuff. Now, if you have a whole bunch of stuff and you are frustrated looking at all of that stuff, I asked what the rule was, even though I knew consciously because I wanted to make sure that I followed through and didn't defer and, and tell her that we'll do it another time. I said, so what's the rule? What do, when do I get rid of something? Is it a one and done? I mean, if I haven't worn it in what, three, four years, she said, mom, really? If you haven't worn it within six months to a year, it needs to go. And I'm like, Ugh, I already knew that. So I had to start going through my belongings. And then, oh God, I was tied to so many memories with certain things. And then it was some things I'm like, why do I even have this still? So I'm just throwing out stuff. But the thing that really got me and it was it was fun, but it became stressful. What was stressing me was the value of the items that I purchased. I had name brand shoes. I mean, shoes that cost over a thousand dollars one time. They hurt my feet and I refuse to have my feet hurting. If I'm looking good and I'm investing in something, it's supposed to make me feel good. And those shoes just did not make me feel good. So I was like, oh, my God, I have to depart from this. 
I know I have the option of going on these online sites and selling things. But then if I do that, guess what? I got to keep the merchandise until it's sold. And the goal is to get rid of everything. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do this as a cleansing. I don't care what it costs. It just needs to be cleansed out of my closet. And the more I throw away stuff, the better I'm going to feel. And lo and behold, oh my God, I had trash bags. Not your common kitchen trash bags, but think about those big bags that you use for leaves, your outdoor bags. That's what I had of clothes, of shoes. It was ridiculous. And so now my mom has lost weight and she was like, well, before you throw anything out, make sure I get access to go through that stuff. Now I'm feeling offended because she's lost so much weight, which means that I got stuff in there that I can't fit. So I means I've gained weight. So I'm like, oh gosh, not only am I getting, get, giving away stuff that costs me a lot of money and I'm having to go through the, you know, through this mess. Now I got to deal with the fact that my mama is uh, smaller than me because I done picked on some weight. I'm like, Dag on. then on top of that, y'all already know I had a vision. I had a vision her wearing something that I used to rock and look good in. And now she looking good in. Now I got to look at her wearing it. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. This is not going to stress you out, Shannon. The goal is to get the... Um, to get it cleaned. You want to get this cleared out. So you'll be able to walk in your closet. I mean it is a closet. You need to be able to walk in. So going through that. And I saw all the stuff. And I just couldn't believe. I just couldn't believe how I had accumulated so many things. And I didn't let it bother me. I was glad that I had removed it. And so now with me doing that, my daughter was able to do what she needed to do. But she knew that she couldn't do her part until I did mine. So I, I, I just paid attention to that, focused on that and got it done. She organized my closet. When I tell you this girl organized, she needs to be a professional organizer because she organized my closet where I don't know what anything is. She got all the pants together. She has all the shirts together. She got the color coded. So everything is black. But I used to have all my jackets together. But now she got black. If it was black, it's all with the black. It starts with the jackets going down to sweatshirts and then, then shirts. I'm like, this is just just is just too organized for me <laughs> and I'm getting frustrated because it's organized how is it that you ask for help or someone offers help and they do something that makes sense to make your life less complicated but only thing you can see is it's a problem that you have to now figure out how am I going to make this convenient without going back into the old state of being. So when she cleaned out my closet, gosh, she found some things that I just wish she would not have found because little girls don't need to be looking at grown women things, but she found some stuff and there was something else that she found, which was my old journal. This journal I've had uh, with my goals in it since 1999. When I looked in and I said, wow, and I was reading certain things, um, that's when I started journaling back then. So it's a 90s journal. And I found uh, some some idea topics that were given to me from my other daughter, my fourth baby. And she has mom's radio show ideas. 
I used to do radio on uh, one of the local radio stations, and so she was helping me out. She was giving me these topics. So that's where we are today. We're going to talk about the things that she found important as, I guess she was a teenager. She was a teenager during this time. But things she found important that she thought I should share with others. One of them, the first thing was stressing out for no reason. Well, everybody knows that we have a reason to stress. <laughs> but for what she was trying to understand, I was like, okay, how do I make this relevant to what it is that I teach clients? How it is that I effectively manage it or don't effectively manage it myself? Because um, I am first partaker. So I asked myself, okay, what is it with stress that we need to cover? And it really is a perception. It is the perception of the stress received because it's funny how someone can be going through the same situation as you, but yet they're not stressed. They're walking in peace. You don't see them going through any type of physical problems. You don't see, you see that like they're emotionally coping well. And you're wondering how is it that this person is able to be more effective in dealing with the same situation that I'm dealing with? Is there something wrong with me? So do you really want this stress? That's what I want. This is, that's going to be the topic for today. Do you really want to deal with it? Because we understand stress to be essentially just a strain. It strains you emotionally, meaning it has you feeling all these types of feelings that aren't productive productive in helping you to feel good. So it'll be your frustration, it'll be your anger, anything like that. So that's where it takes on the emotional side of it. And then it happens physical as well. You ever get so stressed that you can feel your chest, your heart beating through your chest, or you, you feel like your muscles are real tight in your face and it is just like cringing, or you know, you may feel um, just like irritable in your bowels oh god that ibs ir irritable bowel sy syndrome and then your stomach just be all messed up and gassy and bloated and then you can't poop and all those things so it takes on physical impact as well and then also uh, physiological challenges so when you're looking at stress stress is a matter of perception because in the example that I just gave you can have people going through the same situations but yet one experiences a greater impact of that stress because of how they perceive it so when you look at stress stress can come from anywhere think about things that you deal with on a daily basis you probably learn how to manage those things very well you learn how to deal with uh, a a coworker who doesn't pull their share of the load, knowing that you're going to have to come in and do more work because this coworker isn't doing their part. You probably learn how to manage dealing with uh, oppositional kids. If you got kids at home and they just don't like doing things like cleaning up their room or washing the dishes, you come home to a messy house and you find yourself dealing with those stressors every day it's like a continued cycle so you feel yourself being able to manage until you recognize that you're not managing well how do you know you're not managing your stress well well you you're yelling at everybody <laughs> you are 
finding your tolerance level is very, very small, very small. You are not, um, you're, you're so stressed. Your eating habits are changing. Like, for example, you ever heard people that, you know, stress eat? That's me. <laughs> That's why I didn't gain all this weight. Sister girl been stressed. And you find people that will go to food for comfort because they're filling those, uh, those counter, uh, signs of stress. And, uh, the perception of what stress is doing in your life. And typically stress is from a problem, a problem that is going on in your life that you just can't solve. And so the more you ruminate on that problem, meaning you keep thinking about that particular problem, then guess what? You begin to worry. And then the more you worry, then guess what? Now that I'm worrying a lot, guess what? I'm getting anxious. Now I got anxiety. Oh God, now I can't manage this anxiety. So guess what? I can't can't sleep. So guess what? I got to take medication to help me sleep. Oh God. Now that's not working. I'm still not able to sleep and I'm taking this medication. So guess what? My friend friend over here who doesn't do well with coping, they over here, they get high. So I'm going to go get high with my friend friend because they know how to cope through it. And it seems to work from them. Now I got to stay high so I don't feel the anxiety caused by my worry, which came from my stress and the problem still isn't resolved because this issue is still apparent in my life. So when you're looking at people who don't effectively manage stress well, it's because they perceived in their mind that this situation is bigger than them and they just don't have the capacity to find the solution or to deal with it. So what do we do? We get afraid of it. When you get afraid of it and that fear sets in, you are going to worry because now you've allowed yourself to come up with um, a robust, uh, I, you know, form of ideas that keep streaming from the fact that you're scared of something. You're scared that if you don't do something well, then it's going to lead to a certain outcome. And so when I say do something well, that often uh, comes with people I work with who struggle with perfectionism. There was a study that was done back in 2015, and it talked about the relationship of perfectionism with lack of sleep, insomnia. And what they found is that people who struggle with perfectionism, they, those that always have to do things the right way, it always ha there's always a better way. You always have to study more. You always have to work longer hours. You always have to be the head of the class. You always have to make sure people are pleased with the outcomes of whatever it is that you're doing. So these perfectionist people typically are highly correlated with insomnia, not being able to sleep. Until you have other variables that are introduced, such as uh, coping, emotional dysfunctions, those type of things, then those correlations now, they, they take a different form. Now things become neurological. You can't sleep now that you got all the stress in introducing, probably because you have too much cortisol shooting off in your brain and then not enough serotonin going on. So nothing is balancing because of this perception of stress. So without looking at, okay, the person that 
likes to be the patty perfect to to do things always the right way we want to look at okay what do we do to begin to put a get a handle on the stress that's impacting our life you are not going to be able to avoid stress we already know that stress will come in your woosah stress will come when you are over the humana 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 when you are just getting yourself you know in your in your place of solace in your place of peace in your place of you could just come out of church right and i know people have experienced this because i have many 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 times and i'm like I'm going back to church, even though it's over, because I'm going to just sit there all week and I'm going to just sit there, wait for the next service because I'm not dealing with all that mess and I don't want to disrupt my peace. Right. So no, I'm just playing. I don't do that. But then I I do be thinking, I'm like, God, dang, why does it got to happen now? Then, you know, it's like everything just come mess up my setup. You know, I just got my praise on and everything. And then now here come the devil and then the devil come in the form of a bill. That you have to deal with the devil coming in the form of a boss that you may have to deal with, an, an employee that you have to deal with, a spouse that you have to deal with. Here come that daggone devil. And so now it's like, okay, what do I do with what I just had? And how do I change this perception of what this situation is so I can find a solution and not see it as a problem? That is your goal. How do you shift the perception of the stress into a resolution that gives you a solution to a problem? The problem you want to be careful to make sure that you identify is the actual problem. So, for example... I have, you know, people that struggle with relationships and they struggle with intimate relationships, spouse, co-workers, people who they value, people who they admire, and they may have a big blow up. And you think in the blow up is the fact that, okay, well, you've seen some things that have been happening and these things appear to be what the problem might be. But that ain't the actual problem. So now if you start trying to find solutions for, you know, how you communicate because of this blow up, you can find that solution. But guess what? It's going to come right back to the same problem and you're just going to get stressed. And then it's going to go into that cycle that we that I just explained um, a few moments ago. So you want to make sure that you are actually scaling things down to recognize, is this something that is, you know, it. Is this perception true or is there another truth to this perception? So you have people who struggle in relationships and they say, okay, well, you know, I just need to go do self-care. I need to take time for myself. They go get their nails done. Look at my hands, you know, I do my hair toss, check my nails, you know, that type thing. And then now you're feeling good. And then, or you Beyonce and you flawless. I woke up like this. You know, you're waking up like this every day. You're striving to get to that continued state. But that ain't always happening for you on a daily basis. Why? Because the problem isn't in your appearance. The problem isn't in your ability to to take initiative, to be creative, to be able to do things. The problem is in your perception of whatever it is you're experiencing. So, for example, if you are in a, a challenging relationship, now the problem is coming because now there's a childhood issue that you never dealt with. It could be abandonment, rejection. 
It could be the perfectionist, the expectation. It could be all of those, you know, different things like that. And it shows up today as though it happened. You know, the thing that happened 10 years ago is actually happening again because your brain is just wired to do stuff like that. That's why you got to get help and you got to get around people who can help you walk through a situation that really know how to talk you through it. That don't just give you a reactive, uh, a reactive uh, outcome. Oh, you need to ride up over there. You need to go do this. You need to go straighten this situation now without fully understanding. Cause all you're going to do is just compound the issue and it's just going to become more complex. So what I, what I would encourage you to do, especially um, as a Christian woman, there's a scripture in Proverbs 16, three, it said, commit your works to the Lord. And when you're committing things to the Lord, first of all, that's going to check what it is that you're doing. Because if I'm committing something to God, I'm not just going, you know, I know I can give him everything, but I know once I give that to him, I know I just can't be thinking any kind of way. I can't be behaving any kind of way. I can't make wrong right. So if I take that intention of committing to him, then I know that from that point, then I'll be able to start recognizing the things that I'm doing and paying more attention to it. A, lo a lot of times we're just doing things aimlessly without a guide, without actually understanding why we're doing this. We know what we want to do, but why do you want to do that? And a lot of this just comes with maturity. I wish I could go talk back to my 20 year old self, my 25 year old say, heck, even my 35 year old self, you know, go back and talk to those ladies and be like, look, girl, mm -mm, you, you're seeing this wrong. You know, you're seeing this incorrectly. You might want to check this. And, you know, I think I would be a lot better today. However, hindsight is twenty twenty. Can't do that right now, which is why I'm talking to you and I'm letting you know. Make sure you got the right people in your ears. So that's one of the things that I would recommend that you do. Commit the work to the Lord. Commit whatever it is that you're doing. Commit that conversation. Commit that heartache. Commit that that pain. Commit that uncertainty. Commit that um, disillusionment. You know, just and then you'll probably start recognizing. Things that you're taking on have been have have a twisted perception, which is increasing the stress on how you're dealing with the situation. Another thing is there's a scripture, John 14, 27, and it talks about God giving you peace. And it's a different peace than what the world gives. Now, I had to look at that one again because I was like, you know what? I remember a friend had asked me when I went on a trip and I was really stressed. She said, how'd you feel when you was on that trip? I said, girl, oh my God, I got to go back <laughs> because I don't have it. I don't, what I felt there, I don't feel now and I need to go back and get it. She said, well, do you feel like you had peace? I said, yes, I had so much peace. She said, um, were you just less distracted? I said, yeah, girl, no distractions, no distractions. She said, so if you had peace, why didn't peace follow you when you came back home? I said, um, the, um, 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 oh God, I love friends like that. <laughs> when I can't think my way out of something, I got to really think my way through something. That's a true friend who can get me to do that. And so I was thinking my way through what she asked and I recognized that, the problem was I did not do, I didn't really seek peace. I just sought separation. I sought refuge. I sought escape. 
And I didn't really work on building that inner foundation of peace so that I could face, I could deal with the problems and the challenges that I was coming back to. Because no matter where you escape, if you go somewhere to the other end of the earth, if you go get high, if you go spend a lot of money, none of that matters. The problem is still always going to be there. It's going to be the problem. And if you don't deal with it at an early state, guess what? It's going to become an even bigger problem. So I challenge you to do those two things. I challenge you to commit it to God because, first of all, that will help you check to see if this is even the thing that you need to be focused on and how you're thinking about it. Are you even thinking about it the right way? So, like, if I'm giving to God, oh, God, you know, um, I'm committing my work. I'm going, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to lose this weight. Okay. I'm going to the gym. I committed that part, but I told him I wanted to lose weight, not just go to the gym. That means I have to be careful what I put in my mouth. I can't be eating everything thinking I'm going to have the results. Be And then when I don't have the results and I have to do things like give my mama my clothes because I got too big for them. Now I have this perception of, I just can't do this. This is too hard for me. Now I need to go pay a doctor and get surgery because I just don't have the discipline to do this. You know what I'm saying? And so it keeps leading to other things. Now I got to spend money. Now I have to, um, you know, be, be in a situation of pain because that stuff is painful and I don't like pain. Now I got to get mad because I'm in pain. Now I got to take medication because I'm in pain. You know, all these things, how it just keeps compounding. So deal with the whatever the main issue is. Focus on that. And then also remember that there is a different kind of peace. And if you don't have that level of peace where you can ride through your storm and still not worry about if you're going to drown, if everything going to fall apart, what's going to happen on the other side because, you know, you're consumed with worry, then you really don't have peace. And the peace that the world gives is not the right kind of peace. It's temporal. It's temporary relief. It's like Tylenol. Tylenol helps for a moment and then the pain comes right back. So like when I went to the doctor and I'm having issues with my hand and then something going on in the muscle over there with my thumb. And I'm like, doctor, doctor, can you help me with my thumb? And then the doctor, doctor was like, well, have you tried this pill? Doctor, doctor, I won't help with my thumb. I don't want to be taking pills because I don't like pills. I don't like medication. I don't like medicating myself. I am naturally high and God is a healer. And I just want to know, can you fix my thumb so I can grip things so I can pick up them heavy weights again? And um, she was like, well, let's try this different medication over here. And it kept going back to the medication. So you're when I'm looking for something, I'm looking for what's lasting. I want something that's going to bring an evolutionary change. This change will be so impactful that when my children see it, they'll know something there's there's they'll know there's something different about me. When other people encounter me, they'll know that this sister here don't operate from the same cloth that, you know, I do. And I need to check myself because this sister is given a great illustration of what I strive to be. That's when you know you're walking in a whole nother level and the world can't give that because the world, everything is like, you got to keep up. Like I got to keep up with all this technology to post all this stuff and, and sending stuff out at the right time and trying to meet up with the computer's algorithms. I am a freaking human. I have a brain. I don't have a memory board with all of these codes that are able to get things done in, you know, um, a fraction of a second. 
ain't no speeding bullet. <laughs> I ain't no rocket ship. I ain't the speed of light either. But yet I'm forced because of how this world does things and how this world says we should do things and how they say that if you do the one, two, three, four, five step plan, bam, life is perfect. No, 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 no. So that is why it is important. It really, really is important. I know I say all that in humor, but really all seriousness, if you really want to do better in your understanding of how the word should work in your life, you really have got to look at how you're misapplying it. Because we think that, okay, name it, claim it, bam, it's supposed to happen. And if it doesn't, then God isn't real. God forgot about us. Then we start blaming God. Now that, then that become another issue. Then you lose your faith. Then you don't want to believe for nothing. You know what I'm saying? You see how this one problem, how it just takes, it's like a cancer. It just spreads everywhere around you. So you cannot deal with everything at one time. Focus on one problem. So for this week going forward, I want you to look at one thing, okay? I know you're trying to do multiple things and you got a lot going on, but just take time and focus on this one situation that's really, really stressing you. And you can tell it's stressing you by doing a distress scale for yourself from one to 10. What's your distress number? 10 being really stressed out, like I'm about to lose it. Where are you at? So once you identify what your number is, and if this number is high in this one category and maybe lower in another category, then I will focus on that number that's really high so I can try to get it down. So even if you're at a nine or a 10, right? Well, 10, I hope you ain't not on 10 because it's hard to think through a 10. 10 is tough. But if you're maybe at an eight or a nine, then um, I encourage you to try to research, find more things, listen to some previous uh, 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 podcasts that I've done and look at how you can do exercise proper coping skills so you can get that number down at least to a five. That's like carrying around a hundred pound backpack on your back and then someone you do just one little tweak and you remove some of the weight and now you're only carrying 90 it's still heavy but it's not as heavy as it was before I want to thank you for tuning in thank you for um, listening Remember, you can always connect with me on my website, uh, www.shannonbattle.com. That is the most easiest way to get in contact with me. And if you are uh, in need of any services, you need to call my office and let's get an assessment done. I had just did a post that if you get your car tuned up, if you go to the doctor to get a physical, you also need to schedule that mental health exam. So Call my office, get that exam scheduled, call somebody and get that exam scheduled just so you can check in with your mental to see how things are rolling up there in that brain of yours and that mind that you can't see. Also, I encourage you to join my Facebook group, Jesus Loves Therapy, because he sure does love me as a clinician, and he knows that I love helping people. So those are different things that you can do, different resources to help you grow, help you to be better, help you to be happy and satisfied and fulfilled with the life that you've been given. Until we talk again, enjoy the ride.